You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. My name is Josh Gray. I get the privilege of being the lead servant here at this church, and um, I'm honored to do so. And today we get to talk about uh, our second week of Advent, peace. Last week, Adam did a great job talking about hope. And I know when we sang that song again, I was like, I looked at it through different eyes. And whenever I hear that song, I will look at it through different eyes than I had before. As I was preparing uh, this week, I was talking to a friend, and he said, Josh, if we can't relate to Advent this year, I don't know if we ever will. I was like, all right, tell me, tell me more about that. And anticipation, anticipation to an arrival of something. And we talk about this great expectation and what are, I started asking myself, what am I waiting for the arrival of? What is going to bring me to peace? Because it doesn't feel like a real peaceful year. And so as I started thinking about that, you know, is it going to be a vaccine? As soon as we get a vaccine, then everything's going to be okay. Then it'll all go back to normal because normal was so great before. No, like that's a good thing, but that's probably not it. You know, if I don't have to wear a mask anymore or or the mask thing or the mask and all that other stuff, like if if that gets fixed, then I'll have peace. Nope. How about if we had an, if there was a different leader? As soon as we have a different leader, then everything's going to be fine. Half of people would say yes, and half of people would say no. A bunch of people got some fake peace or think they got peace, and a bunch of people got some great despair. No. Wishing away 2020 is not going to give me peace either. I actually had a great 2020. It was a tough year. I wasn't expecting lots of things, but the Lord showed me lots of things about myself, about the team that I have around, about the people in this body uh, that was very encouraging for me. We have a great group of people who love God greatly. So no, wishing away 2020, that's not going to give me peace. And as I started to think, I think there's, there's a never-ending grasping for this elusive Worldly peace. So I want us to try and go on an adventure today together to get a better perspective on maybe what peace looks like to our creator in heaven. And we'll challenge some assumptions about peace today. Philippians 4, 7, it's in your, uh, you're encouraged to read that uh, in your life groups this week, but it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And read that slowly. Think about that slowly. The peace and the peace of God. What does that peace of God do? It transcends all understanding. That's good. He'll guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. The word for peace is shalom in Hebrew. Uh, Irene, 
There's a great video that's on the bottom there, and I couldn't play it uh, this week because they would shut down our broadcast, but I wanted to play it again. We played it last year. It's the Bible Project definition of peace. It's really cool. Go look it up. Sit there with your family. Watch it. It's cartoons. It's colorful. It's awesome. But peace meaning completeness and wholeness. A couple quotes about peace. You know who the most quoted person is on the internet? Unknown. Peace, it does not mean to be in a place where there is uh, no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart. Martin Luther King says, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice. I want to read you guys a story about the song that we sang, which didn't start off as a song. It started off as a poem. And it is super uh, appropriate for today, but it was actually written in 1864. So, gather around your fireplace if you're at home. Pretend like you have one here. Let's do. Let's understand a little bit more about this with a story. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I want you to think about perspective. Never a poet put pen to paper with more skill than Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. He was a legend in his own lifetime and is known in many circles as the children's poet. Several schools are named for him. Tragedy struck in the Longfellow home on July 9th, 1861. His wife, Fanny, was near an open window, placing locks of her daughter's hair in a packet using hot sealing wax to secure it. I don't understand that. Uh, It was never known whether a spark from a match or the sealing wax was the cause, but suddenly her dress caught fire and she was engulfed in flames. Longfellow, sleeping in the next room, was awakened by her screams and dashed into her rescue. He was severely burned on his face and his hands as he tried to desperately extinguish the flames and save his wife. She died in the fire, and his burns were so severe that he could not attend her funeral. He seemed to be... uh, He seemed to lock the anguish within his soul. His family could see the suffering in his eyes. And they observed his long periods of silence. The burned scars on his face made shaving almost impossible. Thus, he had a white beard. Although a literary giant, Longfellow still needed the peace that only God can give to his children. On Christmas Day in 1863, he sat down and desperately tried to reflect on the joys of the season. He was never considered a hymn writer. However, the poem he wrote on that day was later set to music by Englishman John Calkins. The result was one of a popular Christmas carol. I'm going to read it as, as he wrote it. So picture this circumstance. It's a couple years later, you tried to save your wife, and she burned to death in front of your eyes, and you got burns all over your body, and you couldn't even lay her to rest. 
I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth and goodwill to men. So as he came to the third stanza, he was stopped by the thought of the condition of his beloved country. Oh, wait, it wasn't, just his, it wasn't just his personal life that was in turmoil? What was going on in 1864? The Civil War was in full swing. The Battle of Gettysburg was not more than six months past. Days looked dark. He must have asked himself, how can the phrase of those last stanzas be true in this war-torn country where brother fights against brother and father against son? And then he wrote this next piece. And in despair, I bow my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth and goodwill to men. I sat with that this week. Can I relate to that? Does it feel that way to me on occasion now? For sure, he could have been writing this for present day. Then, as each of us should do, he turned his thoughts to the one who solves all the problems. From his pen flowed. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth and goodwill to men. Luke 2, 13 and 14, after Jesus was, uh, was born, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. See, our circumstances, if we let our circumstances dictate peace, we'll, we will never truly have peace. See, our world right now is not worse than his world was then. So do my circumstances define whether or not I have peace? I would say no to that. It's not circumstantial. Peace is not circumstantial. True peace is not circumstantial. So how do we find this peace? Where do I, what does this look like? Now, this is the Sunday school answer that I think has been doled on our ears on occasion. It's been made fun of sometimes. Like, well, you know, what's the Sunday school answer? Jesus, Mary and the virgin birth. That's how you find peace. Thank you. Have a good day. Don't let that be dull to your ears. I think peace is a gift. It's not a feeling. Peace is a gift, it's not a feeling. I felt peaceful or peace, but it was circumstantial. Psalm 119, verse 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. You want to find peace? It is not going to be in your next promotion. How many people do you know that money fixes all their problems? Mo' money? 
Mo problems sometimes. And Mo, Mo mismanaged money equals even Mo problems. And you're not going to find it in the next thing. Because peace is a gift. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person. Peace comes in the personhood of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And the way we get it is by loving his law. And we love his law by understanding his word. And we understand his word by reading it and by living it out in community. Then you will find more peace. Now, does that mean that your world will have no problems? No. Jesus says that to the contrary. We'll read that soon. But he overcame the world. Foretold here. What about this peace? Why do I think peace is a person? For Isaiah 9, 6 says, For uh, to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Completeness, wholeness, not feeling empty, not in want, not in a position where the next thing doesn't fix it. The next leader isn't going to fix it. Your submission and surrender to God's will for your life. My surrender, my submission to God's will for my life will bring me closer to peace. couple points. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is found in a person. And that surrender has to happen over and over again. Peace is a proper relationship with our creator. Understanding where we fit in our relationship with him. In full submission to God. And that leads us to better relationships with his other creations. We talk about this often. I can't get away from this, that this relationship here totally affects this relationship here. I think poorly of you sometimes. You know why? Because I'm having trouble here. Because God doesn't think poorly of you. You might think poorly of me sometimes, right? It's how we're connected to God. It spews out of our mouth. It spews out of our actions. It spews out of our generosity or lack of generosity or all of those things. So peace is found in a person. Peace often, number two, peace often comes through surrender. And not necessarily like military surrender. Like it's not very peaceful. People might not die, but they don't feel at peace. They feel like they lost something. What are we surrendering? To his goodness, yes. Sometimes we have to surrender our chasing of peace so hard in the wrong ways. Step back. Lord, what do you want for me, not what do I want for me? Surrendering your will to God's, uh, your, 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 your will for God's will. And it starts by like a daily 
asking of forgiveness of repenting for our sins. Uh, I'm pretty sure I already sinned today. I sinned this week. Got up this morning. Like, Lord, forgive me for uh, my sins. I want to be a better man. I want to be a better leader. I want to submit to your will for my life, not to man's will. Confess them with my mouth. Wow. Peace. Why was it peaceful? Because I was getting in right relationship with my creator in heaven. That's where peace starts. Now, peace did not just come through the birth of Jesus Christ, which is weird because we're like Advent, we're anticipating the birth, and we're like, yes, it's birth. That's so awesome. Like, woo, presents. I get somebody's, some presents on somebody else's birthday. Must have been a pretty powerful birthday. Doesn't seem weird. Have ever hit anybody the weird way? You're like, wait, wait a minute. Right? So it doesn't just come through Jesus' birth, but how he lived his life out on this earth and his death. I was thinking about Mary's song. I skipped that in the notes here, but I was thinking about Mary's song that she was singing when she found out that she was going to get to be the uh, mother of the the virgin birth of our Savior and how she went on to to talk in just a portion of her song. Uh, She says uh, in verse 46, sorry, guys, in the back, Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. What great things did he do for Mary? He made her look really, really bad in front of her family. They were very embarrassed that their daughter did something outside of wedlock. There was no room in the insula. There's always room in the insula, but not for her. And this great thing that he did within her, he was gonna get, she was going to get to watch her son grow up. She was going to get to watch her son teach amazing things, and she was going to get to watch him be crucified and beat and tortured and die on this earth. Oh, hallelujah, glory. Where is Mary's peace? but it's through Jesus Christ and how he was born and how he, and how he died and how he lived his life. So peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person. And it was left here on earth for us by Jesus. He left peace for you and me. John 14 says, all of this I have spoken uh, while still with you. He was talking to his disciples and he was getting ready to, as he was, as he was exiting, he says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace, I leave with you. Completeness, wholeness, I'm leaving it with you. You got to choose to accept it. You got to choose to accept this Person, You have to choose to accept the law. You have to choose to accept this, and it's not a feeling. He left himself here with us. 
through the Holy Spirit. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What an appropriate message for today. Has anybody's heart been troubled this year? Uh, yeah. Has anybody been afraid this year? I am. Yep. Okay. Is it going to be okay? Looks like it is. Jesus never lied to me yet. And lastly, as I, as I was thinking about peace this week, uh, this is not in your notes, this is bonus. Um, and this is the disciples, it says in my Bible, it says the disciples' grief turns to joy. And it's in John sixteen thirty three, And um, he's telling them that he's leaving. And he says, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person. The Prince of Peace. Resting in who God is and who he said he is and who, what he said he was going to do. And he didn't make it a secret. It's not a secret. It's a gift. And unfortunately for me and for some of us in here, it's a gift we've chosen not to uh, accept all the time. Sometimes I have to accept that peace every day. I have to choose to submit and surrender to God's will every day. So then I can have this peace that transcends all understanding. But when I don't surrender my will, my purposes to God as, as a pastor, as a husband, as a dad, I'm not good at any of those things. I'm destructive at those things. So I have to get away from peace as a feeling. You know that, that scene in Star Wars? Your feelings betray you. I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I just said that for you. Your feelings betray you. When you base peace based on how you feel, that will lead to despair often. When you base peace based on a person who loved you so much, who came down here, died on the cross for us, and says that he left us peace, you get a much better chance. I want us to enter a, a time of communion today thinking about the words of those songs, that, that poem again. I want to read that to you again. And I want us to think about what God has done in our own lives and what God is continuing to do in our lives as we seek the right kind of godly peace, a submitted will to his purposes and his plans. And he is using you. If you missed a men's breakfast yesterday, sorry, ladies, but it was fantastic. And uh, the men learned of why we have access to our Savior, why we are a kingdom of priests. And we all have a job to do, and it all starts with surrendering. Surrendering your will for his will. I'm going to read this again, and we'll enter 
and a communion. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and it mocks this song of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail and the right prevail with peace on earth and goodwill to men. Change our perspective on peace. Don't seek it as a feeling. Seek it in Christ Jesus. He came. He left us peace. He left us a P-I-E-C-E of us, of him. Right? To remember about the P-E-A-C-E that he's got for us. Right? So the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember what peace is. In the same way, he took the cup. This cup of the new covenant, my blood, whenever you drink of it, do it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. We proclaim you, Father. Lord, I ask that you would just continue to be with us in a mighty way, Lord, that you would help us. You would help us to um, chase you and pursue, pursue you and the type of peace that you would have for us, not worldly peace, not this peace that just keeps slipping through our fingers that we think will be answered in a man or a woman on this earth, but the peace that is answered through you. Lord, I've pursued peace as a feeling. It worked out for for a short time, but then I needed to pursue it again and again and again. Your peace is everlasting. You are the prince of peace. Help me to understand this gift of peace that you have given to me and to all of us. I love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.